You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Louis Pugh, Executive Vice President of OOIDA. Despite the increased spotlight on supply chain and logistics, today's truckers are still facing many of the same challenges to their industry. As capacity shortfalls and high turnover continue to hamper company operations, owner-operators continue to fight for better working conditions across the board. Louis Pugh, Executive Vice President of the Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association, shares some of his ideas on how to get more truckers back on the road. Joining me today is Louis Pugh, Executive Vice President of OOIDA, that's the Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association. Louis, thank you so much for talking to the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. It's great to have you. Uh, Mr. Pugh, uh, if you would, can you introduce yourself to our audience? Uh, Give us a little bit about who you are, your background in the industry, and a little bit about what you're doing with OOIDA today. Um, Yes. Um, again, my name is Louis Pugh. I am the executive vice president of OIDA. My background as far as how I got here was um, I started trucking at 21, became an owner operator at 22, and ran a small business trucking company, one truck, one trailer operation for about 23 years. After that, um, joined the board of OIDA, board of directors. In 2004, I was elected to the board of directors, and I'm still serving as a board of director. But in 2018, I was elected to executive vice president. I had came into the office here at OIDA the summer before of 2017 and started working and worked as a manager of business services department. And then once I became executive vice president, I moved over to the executive side of the building and where I am now. And my main job here at OIDA um, is advocacy stuff, advocacy issues. I overlook in the business and stuff, but we have people more take care of that. But mainly I deal with advocacy and some of our membership issues and stuff like that. Spend a lot of time at truck shows. When the world's normal, I spend a lot of time going to Washington, D.C., meeting with Congress and being up on the Hill or at DOT as well, trying to uh, advocate and fight for the rights of small business truckers and drivers. Uh, speaking of the Hill then, uh, Representative uh, Peter DeFazio is going to retire shortly, uh, and he's the chair of the uh, Transportation and Infrastructure Committee uh, up in Washington. So um, what is your take then on some of the issues that uh, will be facing the committee and the new chair uh, come 2022? Yeah. Um, well, just to be correct, he probably, he'll probably be here. I think he's going to stay until the end of his term of next year. He could stop. So we'd be getting somebody new in 2023, of course. But with that being said, you know, I mean, parking is a big thing, as we know. Um, we had it in the one bill on the House floor, on the one highway bill, but unfortunately that bill didn't make it due to partisan politics, unfortunately. And then in the one that finally passed, we didn't get it in there. We tried. Now, OIDA still has a bill, H.R. 2187, the Parking Safety Improvement Act. It's still out there. And of course, as we all know, it's pretty hard for a loan bill to get passed. You need a big get it on a big bill. But it's still out there. We're still looking for co-sponsors and pushing that. We'll be pushing that again next year. But personally, to me, that's the biggest thing that needs addressed along with, you know, detention and some other stuff like that that unfortunately we didn't get to see make it in the final bill. You know, as far as DeFazio goes, um, you know, wish him luck in retirement or whatever he goes from there. 
change is sometimes good, change is sometimes bad. So it's kind of interesting to see who the next one will be. Maybe they'll be better. Maybe it'll be worse. Maybe it'll be the same. We just never know. <laughs> right, right. Now, <laughs> speaking of that parking issue, um, uh, according to uh, reports, uh, truckers spend millions of, uh, quote unquote, uh, unproductive hours yearly uh, looking just for safe parking spots. Uh, given the uh, the mega millions allocated for infrastructure, um, has Congress and, and local governments uh, recognized the impact that this lack has on capacity and safety for these truckers? Well, you'd like to think, I think some have, I just don't think enough have yet. I think some do realize it, some get it. I mean, we saw that talked about in this last highway bill and, and the infrastructure bill, but and we're starting to see DOT talk about it, uh, and but uh, unfortunately, not enough people yet. Now we're trying to get Federal Highway and out on board because there's a lot of money out there in this new infrastructure package that that the states and stuff can get to allocate for different things. And we hope we're pushing to try to get some of that set aside with help of DOT to be made into to parking, sort of like our park safety parking improvement. We'd like to see a billion dollars. And, and that's what that money has to be spent on. So, I mean, the problem, the problem with local governments, and this is always something that we battle, is people who live in that district generally don't have a problem parking in that district. They have a problem parking 500 miles away from their district where they live. So it's hard to get. So that's why we kind of try and we keep. And I especially keep pushing this out to our members. You have to get involved locally, not for you, but for your brother trucker who's 500 miles away, just like he has to do that for you. Because unfortunately, we don't have truckers. Like I said, truckers in Ohio aren't complaining about the parking problem in Ohio. They're complaining about Pennsylvania or New Jersey. And, you know, and if you're not from that district and you're not going to vote for them people, they really don't. Yeah, you hate to say it, but at the end of the day, they really don't care what you got to say. They're worried about who votes for them, what they have to say. Right, right, right. I, I want to touch on the detention times that you talked about uh, just briefly. Um, uh, Inbound Logistics publisher Keith Biondo uh, recently wrote an editorial regarding prolonged dwell and excess detention times uh, and the impact on uh, driver hour shortage. Uh, what steps should Congress take to address that, do you think? Well, this is the age-old question, and, and DeFazio mentioned having a study about this, and there's been lots of different things discussed in the past. And, and unfortunately, trucking is a big, diverse thing, and it's hard to say who gets detained. And we know there's a huge detention problem. There's no doubt about it. It's just what's the best way to go after it. Our opinion, at least for starters here at OIDA, and which kind of takes care of a twofold front, one detention and one help with some driver pay issues, is they need to repeal the exemption in the Fair Labor Standards Act for overtime for truck drivers. There's no reason why a truck driver shouldn't get paid overtime, you know, a company driver per se, while he's sitting at a shipper receiver. He should be paid for everything he's doing. And unfortunately, drivers, the driver model of this piecemeal that we've worked for years and years and years, it's just become a standard guys. There's just so much wasted time that guys never get paid for. And, and really the fair labor standards act, there's a lot of people on board. With it. I mean, that's one thing where us and the safety people agree on. That's something that would help truck. Mm, mm. Now, uh, some of those things that, that you talked about there, uh, one of the big buzzwords that uh, we've covered uh, in the magazine is uh, the issue of driver shortage. Uh, is there a real driver shortage or are some of those existing restrictions and conditions uh, on drivers uh, creating uh, those capacity shortfalls and, and driver turnover? 
Um, no, there's no driver shortage, and you are correct. There's a lot. There's conditions and restrictions, as you said, and that's a good way of putting it. Creating shortfalls and turnover, and there's a huge turnover. I mean, American Trucking Association says themselves there's over a ninety percent turnover in the long haul sector. There's four hundred. They're saying there's they need eighty thousand drivers. Well, there's four hundred thousand new CDLs issued every single solitary year. The last number I saw was in five years, we're going to need a million and a half truckers. So a little over three years, three and a half years, you're going to have that million and a half truckers you need in five. The CDLs, are guys are getting them. Guys are coming in the industry and gals, I should say. But fortunately, don't stay because of some of the things that you and I have already discussed. Pay problems. The, the, the lack of, uh, of their time being accounted for or time meaning nothing. I, I, uh, just the parking problem. I mean, it's a shame that we see. I just saw the Atri survey of the top 10 things in drivers and the top top thing for truckers were were uh, parking and pay. Number, they tied for number one. And the pay thing never even made it on the list for the carriers. And I think parking was like six or seven. So that just shows how much disconnected companies are from the drivers, in my opinion. But yeah, there's a, I mean, you see this out here, we're seeing them pushing, you know, $50,000 a year, start jobs, starting out and all that stuff. Well, that's, that's great. But as somebody who lived on the road for 20 some years, $50,000 a year to go out here and live on the road really isn't that much money because you have to eat all your meals out or you have to cook in a truck. You're stuck paying for parking. There's all you paying to get a shower. Maybe there's just all kinds of things out there. You have to spend your money on. And when you also what people leave out of this equation in this conversation all the time, truckers are allowed to drive 70 hours a week. Most of these big carriers, especially have got it down to a science where you're going to go out here and you're going to work 70 hours. Everybody else works 40, and if they work more than 40, they get time and a half. These guys are making $50,000 a year working 70 hours a week or more because you can may not be able to drive, but you can still unload trucks or, or do whatever. So to really $50,000 a year, I think I did the math. That's like $14 an hour or something like that to be gone from your family, to have to live on the road, to have to deal with all the stuff in trucking. I mean, and they wonder why people leave. <laughs> I mean, you, you, there's a McDonald's across the street from our office offering $15 an hour, and you don't have to go be right, home or nothing, right. you know? So pretty simple to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, with the uh, emphasis that has been put on the supply chain, uh, given what's gone on for the last two years, uh, hopefully there are people uh, putting the eyes on, on this uh, industry where they need to be uh, sooner rather than later. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> now, uh, one large retailer that we cover is investing in technology and sharing that with their vendors uh, with the idea that uh, they're going to help their vendors create trucking capacity by uh, locating and filling empty backhauls, in including owner operators. Um, what else can shippers and consignees partner on to increase productivity for truckers, especially owner operators? Well, I mean, shippers and receivers is pretty simple. They need to have the amount of staff there to unload the trucks. I mean, I understand something breaks once in a while. There's always stuff for you, but you need to have people there. You need to have a place to put your stuff. Um, 
if you have parking available for guys to park in the night before or something, that's very helpful. I mean, I myself, when I trucked, I always tried to be where I had to deliver to sleep that night. So I was there first thing in the morning. And a lot of places have that capacity, but they won't let you use it. So there's things like that they can do to just make themselves friendlier, allow guys to use the restrooms, not just to port of John outside or something like that. There's stuff like that that could be nice and would be more productive. But the biggest thing in productivity it comes down to is let's get the trucks in and get the trucks out, get their loads on. Don't make a guy sit there for hours and hours and hours waiting to get his paperwork or waiting to get his load on or whatever they do. Um, You know, the stuff we see out there in the piers. I never like going to the ports. Now, I've never been to the port of Los Angeles, but I've been to lots of ports on the East Coast. It seemed like you had to have six different numbers and find 10 different people before you could ever get to where you needed to get, just get loaded. And, and there's got to be ways to make simplify the process. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, for the audience that wants to get in uh, more information uh, about OOIDA, where can we send them? Well, um, OOIDA.com is a really easy way to find us. If they want more information on our, um, oh, like what's going on legislatively and stuff like that with truckers, we also have a site called FightingForTruckers.com. That's Fighting for F-O-R, Truckers, plural, dot com. You can call in number at 816 816- Two two nine five seven nine one. Perfect, Louis Pugh. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk with us today. Uh, continued best of luck with your advocacy for truckers. Uh, given that we're still in this pandemic, uh, we realize that they're needed more more than ever. So, best of luck to you, and uh, stay healthy and stay safe, sir. Hey, thank you, sir. I appreciate being on your show. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.